Welcome to the PM&R Scholars Podcast. The following is a recording from our virtual residency fair. We were joined by the Johns Hopkins PM&R program to discuss the unique aspects of their residency. Hope you enjoy. Is John Hopkins on the call right now? Yeah, we just joined. Yeah. We're here. Awesome. All right, take it away. Awesome. So let me share my screen. You guys can see my screen? Yeah. All right. All right, guys, I'm just introduce myself. Uh, my name is Ultima Shraja. I'm one of the uh, PGY4s here. I'm also the administrative chief. And with me is my friend, Alex, Alex Shostorovich. He is our uh, clinical chief. Uh, we also have one of our PGY3s, Pavish. Pavish, can we see you? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Bhavish Patel is here, and one of our PGY2s, Evan Cohen, who is also here. I think he was heavily involved in PMR Scholar, so some of you guys might know him well. And uh, Dr. Freelander, our program director, is going to be jumping in shortly, unless she's already here. Nope. All right, she'll join That's, us. She's already here. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Dr. Freelander. Um, You're muted, Dr. Freelander. Uh, first and foremost, I, I just want to thank PMR Scholars uh, for putting this together. I think this is a really awesome thing that you guys are doing. Um, I know obviously this time is filled with anxiety and so much uncertainty and uh, just having this opportunity for all of us to get together and for you guys to learn about all these programs, I think is really cool. I also wanna thank you guys uh, for being here, for joining us, for learning about our program and all the other programs that came before us. Um, big NBA night tonight. Uh, obviously the uh, NBA is back after such a long hiatus. So you guys are joining us instead. So that's really cool of you. I guess you could be watching that in the background too, but anyways. So uh, welcome uh, to uh, learning more about Johns Hopkins and our PM&R program. I uh, wanna start off by introducing Dr. Freelander. She's here on the call with us. This is our fearless leader and our program director. Our current residents, some of us uh, are on this call, myself, um, you know, Alex is here with us, Aaron Norell, unfortunately couldn't join us. He is our uh, the part of our, our trio uh, he's our academic or educational chief. Um, we have, a, you know, uh, one of the PGY3s here and PGY2s here. I'm not going to run through every single person. Um, you know, if you visit our website, you can obviously uh, see the different profiles, our interests, and uh, feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And, you know, if you have any targeted questions for a specific resident, we can um, help coordinate that connection for you. So uh, I want to start off with the fun stuff, right? We... Uh, we, one of the things that I love about our program, and I know that Alex and Pavish, although Evan just started here, can, um, can agree with that is that we are like a family. And I think that you're going to find those types of, you know, similar themes amongst all programs. I think PM&R as a specialty, obviously, is, is very collegial. It's, um, you know, we all kind of get along really well, and it's very laid back specialty. You've probably heard that, um, if you got a chance to do some some rotations during your third year before the pandemic came about, you probably got that vibe from a lot of different residents. And so we spend a lot of time hanging out outside of the program. Obviously, we're residents, so we spend a lot of time working, probably less than other specialties. But you know, we do spend a lot of time. So here on the top left, you can see this is uh, this is a baby shower. That this is a virtual Zoom baby shower because we're also responsible. Uh, and then on the bottom right, some of the popular things that we like to do, obviously, Urtrex is a big thing. A lot of people in our program are big into mountain climbing and 
being very active, which is another common theme you'll see amongst physiatrists. So, you know, we get involved. We, we like to, obviously, we got some of our, my co-chiefs here at the, uh, the North American or the SIS annual meeting. And then this is our Christmas party. So we're all uh, dressed up for you guys. So live in Baltimore, right? I mean, those are some of the big questions I heard somebody ask about how it's like living in Edison. And, um, and living in Baltimore is a little bit different than living in Edison. I'm actually, I'm, I'm like 10 minutes. That's where I'm from, from New Jersey. So I can, I can uh, comment on Edison. But, uh, but living in Baltimore, Baltimore is a great city. Um, I, I know that coming here, not, not a lot of people think of Baltimore as it's just a place to visit like New York City or Philadelphia or maybe DC, but uh, it's an up and coming city. There's, it's constantly being redeveloped. There's a lot of cool neighborhoods, uh, a young population living in, the, in this area. Obviously it has a great food, big if you're into seafood, blue crabs, um, I think they speak for themselves. Um, probably not as much because dining right now is, you know, uh, not a great idea. Uh, but there's a lot of things to do when when there isn't COVID and when there's pandemic, there's lots of cool places. There's uh, It's got a great history to it. And so uh, a lot of great places for you to go visit. And when you do have downtime on the weekends or even during the weekdays to just check out the city and enjoy places to hang out. So now diving into what our sample rotation schedule is like. We, um, I, I probably should have started this guys, but just want to pause for a second. If you have any questions, shoot them in the chat. Alex is going to be answering the questions and we'll also take some designated time towards the end to answer some of the specific questions, anything that he doesn't get to during this chat or anything that you might have directed towards either uh, one of the PGY3s or PGY2s or Dr. Freelander, she's happy to answer them too. Um, so anyways, our rotation schedule, I'll, I'll kind of go through this by class by class. And most of our PGY2 is, is spent on the inpatient setting, which is something that is pretty common for, for a lot of PMNR programs. Although we do get some outpatient rotations. So here's kind of what you see. Uh, we have two main campuses that we spend uh, most of our time. They're both our inpatient rehab units. So we have Myers 7, which is what we call the downtown, but it's truly East Baltimore campus. And here you see a lot of, uh, you know, cool, complex, unusual cases, right? You guys can imagine that we are a, a very large academic institution. And so we get people from, from all over the world, from all over the country who are coming with pretty rare pathologies and they get their treatment. And after they, they spend sometimes a prolonged course at the acute hospital, they end up sticking around for rehab. And so we get to see some really cool th things that you might only read about in textbooks. And that, that's, you know, a really fascinating thing. And so that's our, one of our main campuses. Obviously, you know, cancer rehab is big. You'll see your classic bread and butter cases here as well. You'll see stroke, you'll see brain injury, spinal cord injury, that kind of things. Um, and then our Bayview is kind of what we, we call our, our community um, rehab type stuff where, where you'll see more bread and butter PM&R, right? You'll see stroke amputation, TBI, and then uh, spine surgery and, and, and uh, or joint replacement type stuff. And that's kind of what you see. For our inpatient spinal cord injury unit, we spent our time at the University of Maryland rehab. Uh, they have a standalone rehab center. And so you'll spend two months there and it's, it's mostly an adult unit. You won't do your pediatric rehab there. Um, as a PGY2, you do get one month outpatient and that can really, before you come on board, you'll, you'll coordinate and you'll discuss with the program director kind of what your area of interest is. And she'll try to get you that early exposure in whatever you might be going into, whether it's pain or sports or MSK, um, obviously if there's availability for that rotation. And then every single PGY2 gets a research month 
And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get further. So in the PGY3 year, uh, there's a lot more variety. Um, here, you're really diving into a lot more outpatient stuff. So it, it's getting you know a lot of the musculoskeletal, you're getting pain exposure, you're getting uh, prosthetics and orthotics, getting uh, both outpatient and inpatient pediatric rehab. And then one of the recent things that we've started doing during my time here is starting to get early EMG exposure. Historically, only the PGY4s were getting all their four months of, of uh, EMG, but now you know we wanted that exposure early on so we can be better prepared for the SAEs, better prepared for boards, and really start learning that skill of EMGs because we do know that, that there's a very steep learning curve when it comes to that. And so our uh, SAR rotation is our subacute rehab, which can also be, you know, like a nursing home you might have here, or, and then that's also um, where we spend some time as a third year and a fourth year. And then PGY4 schedule, this is kind of where we are, Alex and I are right now. Again, you're kind of just filling in the gaps, less variety again, but it's more consistent. So you're gonna finish up the EMGs, you'll do a little bit more consults, and consults can be, it can be varied, right? It can be at, at Bayview, it can also be at downtown. This year, it's a, everything is a little modified as you can imagine, um, you know, uh, we had a lot of shifting that was going around. So um, like for our SAR rotation, we're not spending a lot of time on the nursing home. So we're spending more time on the uh, on the console service at Bayview. And then you get an elective month. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this for PGY3, but you get an elective month, both PGY3 year and PGY4 year. And that can be both, you know, within the institution or really anywhere in the world, honestly. Um, and uh, yeah, as long as you, you get approved. So for our rotation sites, uh, there's not a lot of traveling that we have to do. Um, what, what I should say, there's not a lot of driving that you have to do to far sites. Um, you do need a car uh, in, in order to be able to, to commute. There is public transport and you can get away probably with it as a PGY2, but as a PGY3 and PGY4, when you're spending more time on these outpatient sites and satellite campuses um, for the outpatient clinics, you'll, you'll definitely need a car to commute. Um, so this is kind of what it looks like. This is the University of Maryland, Amroy. This is our downtown campus. I don't know if you guys can see my cursor. Alex, can you see it? Yeah, we can see it. Okay, great. So this is the Kennedy Krieger Institute where we do an inpatient rehab and here's Bayview. So really this distance between downtown and Bayview is uh, 10 to 15 minutes tops. Um, and see there's some, these are some of the outpatient sites that we have. Again, this Howard County, Columbia from Baltimore where most of our camp, uh, for most of our residents tend to live it's really about 40 minutes uh, on a bad day, I think. Um, and nowadays, uh, you know, traffic really doesn't exist. So it's, it's pretty sweet. Um, this is just what the building looks like. I'm sure you guys don't really care that much, but here's uh, kind of the Johns Hopkins Bayview campus. It's a little bit smaller campus. Um, as you can imagine, you know, this isn't where our main campus is, but it is. This is, uh, this is the subacute rehab that we spent some of our time. And again, this is probably two minutes drive from the Bayview campus. So. It's, it's very close. And then this is what Amroy would look like where we spend both of our spinal cord injury and what I didn't mention before is we spend our inpatient traumatic brain injury, which is a fourth year rotation uh, at this institution as well. And here's Kennedy Krieger Institute, which is um, you know, one of the largest pediatric rehab hospitals uh, in the country. So uh, in terms of our call schedule, uh, we do have both home call and in-house call, and um, I, I'll just spend a little bit of time explaining here, but if, obviously if you come to visit or if you know come to interview and hopefully apply to our program, you, we'll dive a little bit more into this. We have in-house call and you have it, that's 24-hour call, which is going to be at Bayview campus and you spend time there overnight, and then you always get a post-call night. Obviously, if you're a Friday call, you're technically Saturdays or Sundays or might be your post-call. 
but um, you're going to be covered by both campus if you do take that call. And again, as I mentioned before, the campuses are only about 10 to 15 minutes apart. So it's, it's totally doable to go back and forth. And then we have the backup call who we call the R2 person. And this person is only, you know, they're, what it sounds like, they're for, there for a backup. And in the case there's an emergency at both campuses and the R1 cannot make it uh, to, to Myers 7 or because they're going to be in-house at Bayview, then they would call the backup um, call. Now, the thing about the backup call on R2 is that it's typically one week at a time, then it's usually Friday to Friday. And, you know, their responsibility is for any late admissions that come to Myers 7. And that doesn't tend to happen very often because we get a lot of the, as I mentioned before, a lot of the patients who are within the hospital for the acute side, they tend to come from within the institution. So the day team can typically go see that admission, and even if they're coming after hours, which is 6 p.m. And you're also responsible for rounding as a backup uh, call person or R2 person for the weekend and writing notes. Um, the same goes for R1 person at Bayview. If you're R1 on Saturday or Sunday, then you're just going to round for that day and write the notes for that day. Um, this year, we have an R3 system, which is essentially it's a coverage call. Honestly, this was developed this year because of COVID. And as you can imagine, a lot of things had to be redirected and there was coverage that needed to be filled in. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, well. In the sake of uh, preserving time and saving some more time for questions, I'm going to kind of run through this. So for vacations, holidays, we get 15 days of vacation and you get five days of CME time, right? So that you can use that for education. You can use that for um, whatever you, you want to do in terms of for an educational thing. It could be a conference. For stipends, you get 500 for PGY2, 1500 for PGY3, and 3500 for PGY4. And a lot of PGY4s end up you know, using the, the board review course or the... Uh, um, the, the actual ports that they pay for that. And then for every first author you are in a publication, you get an additional 500 for education funds. So for our didactics there, we have them weekly Tuesday. So that's protected time, right? Uh, the, the attendings are there rounding for you and they're taking care of the patients and writing the notes. And we'll have, uh, you know, attendings from uh, within the department, but outside the department coming from neurology, anesthesia, pain. Um, they'll come talk to us, fellows. We have guest speakers and because of everything is virtual now, we've been able to invite guest speakers from all over the country. So that's been pretty cool. Uh, we'll have once a month journal club and that'll reflect the topic of that month. So if it's stroke month, it'll be somewhat stroke related and, and so on and so forth. Uh, we do a lot of board study sessions. Jeopardy gets really exciting and, and competitive um, because a lot of us um, enjoy that. And, and, uh, and so we enjoy that kind of stuff uh, to study. And then, you know, we, we're, a lot of us are, are really big on financial education. So we'll try to mix that up with lectures, lectures on wellness. We had a whole mindfulness day a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a lot of us are DOs, actually all four of us on this are DOs. So, you know, and we're practicing osteopaths. So we'll, we'll try to teach our, our allopathic colleagues some OMM. And then any Tuesday that's a, the, a fifth, right? Uh, fifth Tuesday of the month, uh, we'll do some type of PMR field trip. Um, and then some meals are provided because those are important. So our ultrasound training session, this is a, a big uh, point for myself and uh, Alex here. And I, and I know Bhavish and, uh, and Evan are also interested in this. And this is something that we kind of started my PGY2 year. We started in more of a resident driven curriculum. And, and now with Dr. Sue Kim, who is one of our, um, our pain faculty new here, well, she started in 20, the beginning of 2019. She's now our faculty advisor. And so we'll do weekly didactics, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And it'll be, you know, we have a year long curriculum and uh, we do the same topic uh, every week. So that gives the opportunity for all the residents to participate, get hands on practice 
and, uh, and you know, get involved. Now, moving forward, I've got some stars here. We're continuing to develop. Obviously, with COVID, you can imagine we had to shift over. We're kind of limited to how much hands-on we can do. So we're getting iPads now and, and getting uh, an MSK NAV software where we can do more electronic and virtual learning. And then we're also trying to expand it to two different tracks because you can imagine not everybody's super interested in musculoskeletal ultrasound. Those who, like myself, who are going to sports and Alex who are going to pain and more musculoskeletal stuff, you know, we want to be more proficient users and more uh, competent sonographers, whereas others might just want the basics for boards or just be able to understand what they're looking at. Here's another thing that we're doing for educational. This is something that we're actively working on developing right now. Um, just do weekly more educational protected time and interdisciplinary lectures. Obviously, physiatry is a very uh, interdisciplinary field where you're working with, you know, neuropsych therapists and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we want to invite different um, people from different backgrounds and domains to be able to come and talk to us and, and offer their expertise so we can learn from them. Uh, in terms of warning. What was that, two or, or five? Two. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so our fellows, this is the last two classes. Um, they've uh, kind of, we've had a couple of them going to ACGMA accredited fellowships and uh, a couple of them going to practice. And uh, it's pretty diverse, although most of them kind of have been on the um, East Coast. We did have one person go over from the Northwest. Uh, we do have our own fellowships as well. We've got a couple of ACGMA accredited fellowships. Our pain medicine fellowship uh, is through anesthesia, although there is a merger with PMNR and there's going to be exclusive PMNR spots soon. And then we have a, a fellowship uh, in PMNR department through NASA as well. Um, before I sign off, I just want to say, guys, I know this is a, it's very anxiety-inducing time, but you know, just stay calm, breathe, um, just use opportunities like this, and uh, you know, I think that this is this is going to open up an opportunity for you guys to learn a lot more of our program, just like you guys are today, and and we'll all get through it together. Um, if you guys have more questions, here is our uh, chief resident's email and, uh, you know, definitely feel free to reach out. We're also going to post it in the, in the resources so you guys can contact us. And that's it. Thank you again to the Johns Hopkins PM&R program for joining us, as well as all the programs that have joined our virtual residency fair. For more information on our virtual residency fair, as well as PM&R scholars, head to pmrscholars.org.